Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm chilling here with my two main men, Road and Mike. How's everybody doing? What up, man? Doing good. I'm just out here, you know, building changing tables and things like that, you know? Just out here doing doing work. <laughs> Doing dad things. No, uh, I'm here things. because after the marathon moderation session that we saw our fourth homie put on, I was just like, I have to make sure that we do right by Nick because Sneaker Convos, a.k.a. the Sneaker Forum that should not be named, did awesome. I think it was great for everybody that was a part of it that was in the audience. So thank you again for the support, everyone. That was that? a fantastic event. Everything went as smooth and swellingly as it could have gone. And, I mean, everything, yeah, there, there could have been technical difficulties, there could have been no-shows, there could have been a lot of things wrong, and those things didn't happen. So, life is beautiful, life is good. Now, Mike, did you have changing stations already from your son, or did you get new ones and build them fresh? No, build them fresh. So, we got these... Uh... Cause yeah, his would have been like about seven years old now. So got him fresh. We got him. We had a, one of three baby showers. We're doing a trilogy basically. And uh, first one has provided a lot of items and uh, just both both open the box yesterday, put it together and we have a bassinet up next. So just got the tools ready to go, man. <laughs> Jordan purchases put on pause. Yeah. We're doing so baby things now. Hey, if anyone wants to sponsor my children, any brand out there wants to sponsor me from now until they get to college, I would love that. I don't, I'm not picky. Nike, Jordan, the Bach Boys, anybody. Provide my children with shoes and clothes, please. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, I was, by, I was in LA for the weekend, and we drove by the Skechers headquarters a couple different times, and I was like, free Mike. Get Mike some Skechers money if you can. But alas, Yo, I think they I got a bag too. What's up <laughs> We don't, we don't discriminate around here. That's what I'm saying, man. Secure the bag. That seems to be the motto for 2021. The diaper bag. Exactly. Yeah. Skechers has a bag? I thought they would have had like a small satchel or... Oh, no, I'm talking about what's in their newest shoe because they always come up with these leading innovations or innovations, depending on what part of the pond you're from. But yeah, it was really interesting because I'm so used to seeing the Nike campus kind of glorified in the right sense, even the Audi campus. And then poor old Skechers is just chilling in L.A. in some random corporate park. So 
Good job, Sketchers. Way to be inconspicuous even in building as well. <laughs> they gotta keep building those big old outlet stores, man. They say, you know what? Forget corporate office. Let's get these. Let's get these retail spaces up and booming. Wait, yeah, let's so... let's make our actual corporate headquarters a outlet store. Just like this <laughs> yeah. is our outlet <laughs> store, and this is also our headquarters. Here's our office in the back. I'm not kidding, but there are there Skechers stores. Yeah, dude. Are yeah, there there's retail a stores? Gang of them here in Houston. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, there's one like Sketch two miles away from us, and it's huge. Huh? Maybe this my eyes aren't looking for. I'm, a, I haven't been in a mall in over a year. Uh, B, maybe my eyes aren't tuned to look for Skechers. You know, you don't you don't look for what you're not. You don't see for, oh, for you don't sure. see what you're not looking for. And I'd rather go shoeless than wear Skechers. So that's that, that's interesting. I, I didn't think they would have a retail presence. I thought they would have been doing like all Zappos and like no, dude. direct sales. These are freestanding. They're not even in the malls. Like you driving by just a big old Skechers building. Wow. Yeah. Get, next time I see it, I'm gonna take a picture and send it to you. You'd be like, why? Why is this a thing? No, I, there's nothing more humbling. We drove by one outlet mall, and I think I saw a line, and granted, it was two people long to get into the Skechers, and I was like, this is a yes. circle of hell that none of us can ever imagine <laughs> being affiliated in the sneaker industry to seeing the line to get into Skechers. But hey, man, mom's got a stretch, too, so we're here Everybody for it. I do you, man. Everybody's... Maximum occupancy of two, and you got two waiting outside. Total of four. That's Sell crazy. out, baby. Sell out. <clears throat> So, sellouts, purchases, shoes in general, leads me to a question for you two is, what have you been rocking and what are you maybe looking to cop? Rocking and copping. Yeah, man. So, rocking, I got a sick deal. I think I showed you guys when I bought it last week and I've been wearing them ever since. And it is the Dead Hype Adidas ZX8000 part of the Adidas ZX pack. This thing was $53 at the Adidas outlet such an underrated model. I think people don't like it because the canvas toe box, but it's leather guts in it. Uh, really nice leather uh, patches on it. And it just takes away the three stripes, but it's super clean. It's actually, I guess nicknamed the Thanos because of the purple hues on it. But mm -hmm. dude, six shoe. I mean, I, I really like it. I don't I keep on sleeping people. I will so I get these shoes for dirt cheap because it makes me happy. But Coppin is actually a mystery. I have something coming that was purchased. I don't know what it is because I have uh, drugged my wife into my YouTube crusade. And oh. so I want to do something different and say, you know what? Here's my goat list. Let's not go over a certain dollar amount, of course. But you pick the next year review and I will find out what it is when I open it. So we're doing a blind review. It should happen sometime. I think I'm recorded Friday when it gets here and then it'll pop up sometime next week. That's a really How fun are you idea. not sponsored with hot content like that, Mike? I mean, that's a fantastic yeah. premise. Hey, man, you know, sneaker convos got me thinking. Of like, I got to do some some different stuff out here that's, you know, you know, fun for me and then fun for the people out there. So I'm really excited because I have no idea what it's going to be. <laughs> now, I was just going to well, say. Well, you have some idea. You made the list, but you don't. It's Dude, a, the I'm, list is like hundreds of list. shoes long. <laughs> yeah. like just, just, I was like, here's the link. Like, here's my phone. Here's my want list, which. It's stupid because I'm literally going through it and like, oh, I want those. Lord knowing I don't need them. So it's, it's a, I guess, a, a carousel of what it could be. You just don't know. 
No, I mean, you're taking that loot box mentality into real life. Uh, I was just going to say this as you were kind of saying it and you're like, I drug. And I was like, oh, tell me, Mike, you didn't become a drug dealer. And this is the worst way to admit yes. to the world that you're a drug dealer is in our sneaker <laughs> podcast. Where you're like, I drug my wife into this. Not I drugged my wife. Because listen, we, we need positive role models, Mike, and you're one of mine. So please, please. My heart was in my mouth and I was very scared. For We're not going down the dark I'm side excited, path. I'm excited about this premise and I'll be looking on YouTube on Fridays. It'll be my post-Winter uh, Winter Soldier Falcon activities being like, all right, what hijinks did Mike and Brittany get into? We'll find brilliant, out. Brilliant, brilliant idea. I love it. Thank you. Bro, what do you have on foot? Uh, so this weekend, like I mentioned, I was in L.A., so I figured what better way to commemorate why I was in L.A., which was to witness the surprise engagement of my sister-in-law. So I was like, we're ring chasing in L.A. Let me go ahead and wear my LeBron <laughs> 7 media days. And Ooh. those turned a couple of heads, and that was pretty cool. As for what I was copying, we'll probably talk about this during the course of the show, but there's another uh, mismatched pair of shoes that are affiliated with LeBron that have caught my eye. I just hope that they're a little more readily available and that is i believe the air max 95 but i don't think they will be as readily available as the seven so here's hoping how about you robbie man that's a that's an interesting shoe because i think it's ugly the air max 95 but it's also lebron and it's lakers and it it's not innately ugly i just don't think it's the best look for me but i'm still interested enough to where it's like oh that's i entertain it but um, I'll I'll enter those for you. Cause what do you think, Mike? Are, are are those hot or not? I mean, they're dope, but it's just like it's a lot of purple and a lot of gold. Yeah, I mean, I like them. Uh, I probably won't try for them. So, Roy, you need an entry? I got you, my man. I appreciate that. No, it's just one of those things where I'm not even a Laker fan, but I the mismatched sneakers always get me because I just think once I saw that done with the what the Kobe eight, I'm like, this is the way to go. So. We'll see. Uh, Robbie, what about you? Like, I know you re recently received a package of sorts because you are staying blessed by the sneaker fairies and sneaker gods of the world. <laughs> yeah, I've been wearing um, all afternoon my uh, the Why Not Us, Clean. a.k.a. black and white Reebok question mids. These suckers are fantastic. I've, I've just been walking around the house just like, damn, these look good. Damn, these look good. <laughs> Cause they do. It's it's. Mm -hmm. I, I've had a couple realizations with them on all day, and realization one is this is light years better than the white and black Dunk Low. They both came out last month or this month, whatever you want to, in March. <laughs> and a couple things here. So just, I never had the the white and blacks in hand, but if they're like any of the other Dunks, they're not very good material wise. These are fantastic materials. There's some little blemishes in them, but that's just because they're real. And they've all come off with a little bit of spit and a finger rub. Yeah. Everybody knows that move, right? Yep, I hear. With one of these, pop, 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 pop. Um, Look, Robbie's ready for kids whenever he wants quick. them. Just right there. I'm ready, ready, man. <laughs> they, um, materials are better. They're just as classic. The question mid and a dunk, I would say, are right there, neck and neck with like, iconic silhouettes. And they're available. Like, you can get your hands on these they're pretty much sold out on reebok.com but the foot sites have them i almost bought them from finish line this week i didn't know if i'd be getting these in person so i had them in the cart and i was like ah if these don't show up in the next couple of days i'm just gonna buy them yeah very very big fan it came with the the reebok pump d browns 
I wore those to do um, some lawn work in the backyard today just to give them like a little field test. And I didn't like them. Not going to lie. The, the question mid, I love. They're, they're too boxy. Okay. It's, it's a lot of shoe. And I, I was telling a friend that if I'm going to wear a lot of shoe, I kind of prefer the 33 high or like, I don't know. I, I've, I've never liked like the David Robinson type, you know, really big and bulky retro Nike basketball stuff. Yeah. Really, really not my dig. So these pumps kind of all the pumps, the 33 high, like David Robinson stuff all kind of fall into the same clump, like lumpy category, like his big clunkers. And they're cool. I'm going to keep them for nostalgic purposes, but uh, just not my style. I'm definitely more of a question mid type guy than a than a pump. So speaking of the question mid, Robbie, as you've been doing the errands in and around your house, uh, wearing the question mids, did at any point you cross over any of the cats and did you step over them <laughs> like Alan Iverson stepped over Tyron Lue? No, as, as anybody who has cats, which the two of you both do, you step one way, they're going to... They're going to cross you. They're going to go in a weird fucking direction and you're almost going to step on them. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like I was facing Tony and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go left. And she goes left too. And it sprints through my legs. Like why you have all these other options of areas to go I'm going through you. <laughs> yeah. Through that was actually a great um, thing you brought up, Rowett, because for my copping, um, like Mike, I was looking on goat. I check goat every now and again for the the double the double cross, oh, yeah, Reebok yeah. question mids, and those were like three hundred and something dollars at one point. Now my size thirteen is two hundred, so very very reasonable. I just don't man. I just have I think I have nine pairs of questions now. It's okay. I don't have a reason to own a tenth right now. They're, they're I'm gonna be enjoying so these. Why not us? These so shoes good. will be looking at us. They'll be looking at me like, why not us, Robbie? Why not us? You're not going to wear us? You're going to wear... Yeah, no. These have been my shit all day. I I've thoroughly enjoyed... Thoroughly enjoyed rocking them. Uh, I can't believe I haven't said... I try really hard to tell people don't buy stuff off Goat. Not not to hate on Mike. Just personally, I try not to. But then this... Like Rowett said, I'm going to keep going back to both of you. There's something about a mismatch shoe. When you have two different colored toe boxes and they're meant to be, man, it looks, it's fun. <laughs> it's, it's all a part of, of plan, man. That's how they get you. Right. Do you not just have fun looking at your feet though? You oh, two listeners, you just get a little giggle to yourself. <laughs> no, I, I, I love walking and then just seeing, and I don't want to shame an entire golden generation because they fought for us in wars. Inevitably, I will get the old man like, hey, uh. You wearing the same pair, son? <laughs> He's like, no, sir, I'm not. I'm actually colorblind. I was really hoping somebody would point this out. And then it's mumble, mumble, mumble. I fought for your generation. Right. I thought I was so cool for a little bit when I worked at Nike. They're calling you, bro. Look, I'm I used to go face. and wear my. Uh, I used <laughs> to go and wear my white metallic. I, I had um, 99 fire reds back in the day. I used to wear those in my black metallic fives, mismatch, thinking that shit was so cool. And then somebody at work just came in, man, that shit's whack. And I was oh, like, fuck, you're right. That's heartbreaking. Whispering to myself, you're right, it is whack. But <laughs> that's because they weren't meant to be. When it's a beautiful pair like Mike just showed, and they come in one box. And just on top of that, even the stitching on the vectors and stuff mm -hmm. has like the red and the blue stitching. Very, very nice touches on that shoe. Do we have any reviews? 
So I checked the reviews. We have no new reviews in Audible nor on Apple. So I'm going to send a personal message out to our growing and growing fan base. The next review we read, get on the Patreon. If you prove to me that you were the one that wrote that review, even if it's on a significant other or a child's account, we will get you a bag of your favorite candy. Just no questions asked. But we need these reviews because, unfortunately, that's what makes us successful is the fact that we get the adulation from our community and we're not getting it. And I don't want to be stern dad mode, but please write us reviews. Please subscribe everything that we do, whether it's the sneaker convos or the Mad Watcher or even looking inside Robbie's closet because all the support we need can only bring us bigger audiences, which can only make all of us feel cool because we, at the end of the day, want to give back to the community because you guys have propped us up. And with the Patreon being brought up, our giveaway this month is crazy good. We have a pair of women's Seafoam Jordan 1s. We have the Flyknit Bread Jordan 1 Mid, or I guess High. Um, we have a really dope Nordstrom Nike bag, limited edition co-branded bag, and some drop front boxes, some sneaker history merch. It's going to be really sick, but... The bread flyknit ones are a shoe where if you don't have a pair and you want to try to buy one now, you, you got last danceified because yeah. that this it being black and red um, instantly went up in price. So if you've been interested in that shoe and you want to help support us, think about joining our Patreon. It's our giveaway this month. Super fun stuff. We're doing it every month. We were, we were just discussing what we're going to do next month already. So we're trying to think ahead for you guys. Lots of cool stuff. So um, hit any of us up, DM the Sneaker History Instagram to find out how to. But ultimately, it's just patreon.com slash sneaker history. And that's the end of our housekeeping stuff. <laughs> Always love doing it. I guess if you're watching this on YouTube, you got to like and subscribe. Click yes. that bell. Ring that bell, whatever people say. I watch Watch Mojo. Does all anybody here just watch Watch Mojo countdowns all day long? I do. And you're like, why the fuck am I watching top ten worst serials of the 1950s? And who knows what it is, but it's just like, why? But you just do it anyway. It's it's background noise. Once you yeah, once you get down a rabbit hole and you're working, you just hear like something piques your interest. You're like, oh, I didn't know that, and then you keep on going. So here's my um my shameless community. Um, since we're on YouTube my shameless community plug to another channel. Mike, you might probably already watch this. I think if I'm watching it, you might be watching it too. too. It's called Toy <laughs> Universe. Ah, uh, yeah, I've seen it before. I haven't subscribed to it, but I've seen it. Dude's just out here. Um, I think it's not called Toy Universe. At the top of my head, I should probably have this down before I think about plugging somebody else. But um, it's just like top 10 action figures. Um, Toy Galaxy is the name of the channel. Mm. Toy Galaxy. And it's just some bro who has a really good voice talking about his like top ten favorite Batman toys or Superman toys and good What's stuff. Wrong with that? Favorite cattails. Anyway. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> See, this is this is going to be our Patreon gift for next month. You will get an actual cat. So <laughs> think about joining our Patreon because there is a certain amount of responsibility. And that is I one. always tell people because this is my cat that likes to jump on all the conference calls that we have at work. So if any of you have seen Robin Hood Men in Tights and there's the joke of the mole that's in a different location in every scene, this is my version because my cat <laughs> will give me facial hair that I never knew I had. And the thing about this sort of facial hair is it moves. 
<laughs> That's a luscious tail. <laughs> we're a very follically gifted family once you join Team Malhotra. Right. It doesn't matter what the species is. We're just all blessed in that regard. Beautiful. Speaking of blessings, there's a lot of shoe blessings coming out. I would say in the next four to six weeks. We'll, we'll keep it in that range. Keep yeah. it nice and liberal. Because yeah. we have Air, Mo um, Air Max Day coming up on 326, a couple days after the release of this episode. So we have to touch a little bit on Air Max. And that's ultimately where we're going to start off the conversation. We have really kind of two big drops for Air Max Day this year. We have the Air Max 90 Quick Strike, DQM, a.k.a. Bacon, Dave's Quality Meats, Dave Ortiz. Uh, one of the first true themed sneaker boutiques where you walk into there and there's a butcher counter, meat grinders, just crazy, crazy next level concept. Yeah. And as rumor goes, he didn't have an idea for a long time and he knew he had a collab coming out. So last minute he saw some bacon and was like, that's it. The pink, the red, the kind of cream. I'm going to go with raw bacon as my collab. And it worked. It's yep. become a cult classic. I believe there's an Air Max 90 current bacon. There's, there's two current, different yep. versions of it. Yeah. So just a true classic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to full stop there before I go into the second shoe. Is the Air Max 90 really a, a, a true classic or is it just a cool shoe with a cool nickname? What do you think? Do you mean this particular bacon pair? Yeah, this this bacon pair is is it actually is it actually worth the fanfare or does it just have a cool nickname? I think it is because it just holds a place in that you know no pun intended sneaker history of what it was. I mean, you look back at one of the you know one of the I guess you want to call it original sneaker boutiques and someone who's always going to have a place cemented in the history. I, I, I it's hard to compare to this, but I do because of just every shoe has a particular colorway you can go back to. Just like you have the Pigeon Dunk. I go, when I think of Air Max 90, besides the original, you know, infrared colorway, I think of a bacon. So to me, I think it is a very heritage-driven sneaker. And one that, I mean, it, when people look at it now, they like, ooh, it's all hype. But back then, it's a shoe that people really, really wanted. I don't know what to say now. Hopefully, those who wanted it back then have a fair shot to get it this time around. Because I think it is one of those legendary sneakers that could be, you know, worn, beat up, or glass case, whatever you want to do with it. Yeah, I really like the sneaker. And to the point that Mike just made about heritage, if this is something that ties two generations together over a common bond, then I'm all for it. And I also look at the fact that when this shoe came out, I didn't see too many sneakers in this particular colorway. So I'm always a fan of sneakers that pop off a wall. And I think way back when, this would have definitely popped off the wall because of the fact that we are seeing so many different colorways with it. Uh, that being said, if I would get my hands on these, I wouldn't be opposed to it because it is still probably one of those timeless silhouettes. And this particular colorway, especially with the pink swoosh, can't beat it. So I like the shoe a lot. I always wonder because there's these and then there's other shoes. I think of like the Huff Quakes. Like they look really cool. Or are they just really cool because time and rarity and storytelling has told us it's cool? The Currys also, like the Curry Dunks, they look cool. Like there's nothing wrong with them, but they've never really like grabbed me. Like, oh, like the medium Curry, the red Curry, like I need all of them. It's like the 
it's it's not there's nothing wrong with them. I just think like the name and like the nickname. Yeah. Like the mystique adds more than just what the shoe is at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, right. This was a time when I was really getting into sneakers that that early two thousands and just just seeing them on you know you know much websites that would cover them or I think I've said this before. Cribs was like the early like sneaker closets and like sneaker shopping. You saw all the shoes that the rappers, athletes, so on and so forth had. And just kind of going down that rabbit hole and just seeing all these things, that's how I remember it. So that's my nostalgia with it, just seeing it in my early years of really getting to shoes. Mm -hmm. It's like I've never seen anybody, I mean, MTV Cribs aside, I've never seen anybody wear this shoe. I don't have any connection to it. So to me, it's it's just a commodity. I see this yeah. and I, I see I see two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> no, that's fair, man. It's fair. I was like, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that thought. They're cool though. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I'm gonna try to cop. Um, <laughs> I mean, I am. I mean, they're. I don't have a connection to them yet, but damn it, if I have them on my feet and, and I, that's how you make Never a know. connection to them. You're right. Robbie, you're hey. one of the finest bacon eaters I've ever seen. So there's your connection. You yeah, I love bacon. Didn't you get a basket of bacon of when you, like, recently for some reason? Like, I did. The old um, tenant of my location uh, had a bacon gift bag sent to them. And I'm like, I'm not going to return this. <laughs> the, the road ends here, bacon. I mean, what's <laughs> funny is I went meatless for a while. And, like, bacon is what got me back in. Like, I can – I don't need steak. I don't need – um, pork chops. I don't need burgers, but bacon, man, bacon. like bacon gets you. Um, so th this next one here is not like bacon to me. It's the other Air Max day offering. It's the Air Max pre day. Couple things I don't like about this. The, the, the first one being the name, the pre day, like really, that's a <laughs> stupid ass name. Um, the, the second is that this looks like a daybreak. It's just a daybreak with a little Air Max unit in the back. It's like, yeah. how many times over the last three years is Nike just going to keep rehashing the daybreak silhouette with various collabs? It's just like daybreak, daybreak, daybreak. And I'm over it. The whatever Air Max unit it is, it's like, I it, it's kind of like a 200 unit. It, it looks like an Air Max 200 like unit which I don't know why they keep pushing the 200 unit. If you have the 270, which is big, bold, comfortable, and beautiful, and you have like a normal 180 unit, which is iconic and also just beautiful to look at, mm -hmm. the little gimpy 200 bubble, it must be a price point thing mm -hmm. where you want to get the right amount of air tech into the price point you're looking for. But just the fact that the Air Max 200 bubble exists annoys me. Like, I, I haven't seen one that makes me want to purchase it. I've seen a couple that look good, like the new um, uh, AM2 Jordan. I think that's what it's called. Exactly the, what I was going to mm -hmm. say, yeah. That one looks good, out, but it's not good enough for me to – doesn't move the needle to get my butt in a store and buy it. For sure. But just this pre-day is, is a daybreak with a cruddy name. And I'm just, I, I just said daybreak, but it's, it's just like all these old, it's just like every old vintage Nike silhouette mixed in with a 200 unit and calling it a day. It looks like a waffle racer to me. 
with the with the air soul unit and that's kind of what i was leaning to mike yeah i, I thought it was one same. of those uh, i didn't know it was going to be one of those same vibe yeah no same same family same range of things it's just i thought it was going to be one of those you know how they do like the the blazer type all those other kind of weird looking ones that's what i thought this was i didn't know this was supposed to be a you know i don't understand the pre-day i didn't read the story on it because we already got the air max zero which was the initial sketch before the air max one came out so I kind of weird that this I don't see this fits in because this it can't be a you know prelude to the Air Max one because we already, we already got that unless this is another I mean they like to pull that story of like here's another sketch Tinker did and so I don't know if we're going through that storyline but I'm with Robbie on this one I just don't see a need for this um, cool I mean I I respect that the 200 unit is a price friendly uh, option so that's cool because I want people who like those kind of sneakers to be able to get them but. Me personally, I feel like they could have done better. I'd rather, I, if I had to pick a sneaker, rather buy the Jordan AM20 or AM2, whatever it is. I don't mind it, but I think the fact that it's associated with Air Max Day is the fact that it almost seems like a cynical way to drum up hype for it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I would cop at full retail price. I hope that anybody that wants this shoe can get it. But if this was in the back wall of an outlet a couple of months down the line, which it'll never be, I would have seriously contemplate getting it because mm -hmm. I think looking at the shoe just by itself without any of the history behind it, it's a nice shoe. Yeah. It's something that's a little light on the eyes and... I wouldn't mind wearing this, but yeah, I think the fact that all the bells and whistles associated with it probably will doom this shoe in a sense. And I really hope that whoever likes this shoe gets a pair. Yeah, I agree. It's inspired by 1970s Nike. So original Nike. Okay. And with that in mind, the pre-day, so Air Max Day obviously celebrates the birth of Air Max 326. But pre-day there wasn't air max tech in the 70s so i think this is an imagining of what a 1970s shoe would look like with yeah. an air max bubble not so much like a precursor of an air max one or anything okay. like that so, so air max 75 in a sense yeah yeah makes sense i still not what i'm jumping out the window for but it makes at least the story makes sense now for what we're looking at so I'm, I'm going to hit one more Air Max while we're talking about Air Maxes. So there's a Black and Royal Air Max Plus coming out. Um, this black with royal flames. I call them flames. It's supposed to be like palm trees, but Swing whatever. palm trees, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've always been flames to me, palm trees, whatever, Miami, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, in my book, little sub-rant here, this is how you keep using old models in new ways i mean like crazy colors are fun they've put so many prints and graphics like they put a whole series of air max pluses with like the tn logo splattered Ugh. across the uppers and i'm just like man why the like why would you do that like who's your audience for that shoe i don't understand it but then when you release a clean black and blue with white laces and white walls my attention is grabbed like i haven't bought last pair of air max pluses i bought were like the the og retros from like 2018 or 19 something like that um but i just see a good looking air max and this is the kind of stuff that nike should be releasing all air max month like new models are cool like the the pre-day i guess it's now in their wheelhouse to release a new model every air max day i don't need a new 
I don't need a new iteration of Air Max to celebrate the day. I just want the ability to buy good product if I want it. So like the bacon's a great bring back old classics, but then just like hit us with, you can do this black and blue Air Max Plus with black and yellow, black and red, black and purple, black and sea foam, like anything, and it will look so good. Just like, I know it's not the Air Max Pluses kind of like B day. It's technically not even like the Air Max '90s birthday this year. Like, there's, I guess there really isn't a good like year celebration shoe for this year. Yeah, they weren't going to bring anything back out that. But like whatever model they do, just like hit us with new colorways that just. I don't know, man. This just looks so good to me, and I want stuff like this. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Because that, actually, the Air Max Air Max Plus is my favorite Air Max sneaker. Um, the last one I got was the Sunset pair from the 2018. Uh, I guess it was the 30th. I can't remember. 20th anniversary, whatever it was. 30th, I think. But yeah, just keep simplicity. I don't think they realize that that a clean retro something or a clean reimagining is always nice without having all the print or over exaggerating details. Um, and speaking of that, I know we're gonna kind of go off the Air Max, you know, wagon. Just kind of side note, but. I think my favorite shoe that's, you know, excluding bacon that releases on Air Max Day is the Air Max 1. Uh, very, very clean from what I see. It kind of is a second installation of that Air Max Evo uh, sneaker that came out a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, just I, I think that's why I get really cynical about Air Max Day lately because there's just nothing that really – I feel like they're trying too hard to introduce something new when they don't have to. Because the Air Max sneaker is timeless. One of my favorite sneakers is the Air Max 2011. But I, like, I love that sneaker. Couldn't tell you like, like why it just wanted to fit like a glove. It's it comfy. Was, it was, yeah, I had so many pairs of them. And if they retroed it, if I'm, a, if I'm a person of one in line to get it, I would. But they're trying to, cre- they, they're trying to recreate the wheel, seems like, a few times. And they really don't have to. Like This is me saying, hey, if you're going to do Air Max Day, give us tradition because that's what it's about spend some time building a new model then come back to us once as you know perfected as can be but we don't need something new every year i guess they with people's attention spans they think they do but we really don't so i guess that leads me to my question because my opinions on the shoe have kind of been covered by the both of you but i'll use this as an opportunity to pivot to the actual air max a itself are you guys considering it a success now that we've had a couple days or a couple of years of Air Max Day, so to speak? Or is your attitude always going to be the same around this particular mythology of a pair? Mike, what do you think? I think it, it'll vary from year to year. I, I'm still, I'm, I'm okay with Air Max Day. It's when it spans out over a month where I kind of get like, all right, you're trying to market this whole, whole all of March's Air Max Day, which is, hey, get your money, understand. But I was really into it when it came out with the anniversary day Air Max 1s with the yellow highlighted soles with the 326 on the tongue or the first contest they did with the Air Max Day where, you know, the Sean Witherspoons, like, of course, I had no chance of getting them, but I like the idea. Create the shoe will come out with it. Even the less critically acclaimed pairs where they did all over the country were at the NYC pair, uh, Tokyo Maze, which I love that shoe, just happy to have the chance to get it. Uh, the... I can't remember the Shanghai 97 looked like water. I was cool with things like that. 
but it's when they start forcing things down our throats where I kind of like, all right, like I, I, I'll catch you guys next year. But if it's meaningful and, and it's something worth talking about, yeah, I, I'm cool with that Air Max day. But it's just like All-Star. It can be here or it can be real down here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in a perfect world, we wouldn't do Air Max day every year. It would be just for the Air Max one, and it would be every five years. I'm okay with that. So kind of like a World Cup thing where it truly is this big global event that brings us all together, and it's not diluted by the fact that, okay, here it comes again. It's March. Let's see what Nike has to offer, how many of these sneakers I'm going to try for, and ultimately not get because there's that hype that's always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on top of that, it's the Air Max 1's birthday, mm-hmm. right? It's, I mean, technically it is all of Air Max now, but like in 87, the Air Max 1 dropped. Like, I think it should be 25, 30, 40 year anniversaries just for that silhouette and do stuff like Mike was talking about. The yellow sole was really cool. Um, I have the anniversary pair from, what was it, 2016 or 17? Yeah. Um, and the box says happy anniversary on the inside. And it's little things like that. Oh, it's really cool. cool. Like, it's, you don't have to have, ev- and you just don't have to have something every year. And they're a business, they're a company, they're out here for the interests of their stakeholders. Mm-hmm. So they have to, and they're going to push product every March 26th. And nowadays, every March as a whole. So that's just, it is what it is. But in, in Robbie's perfect world, it would just be the Air Max 1 and meaningful milestones. I don't even think five years is meaningful, but five years is a good point to make money again. <laughs> so you it's like... miss it after five uh, years at least. Like, oh, I'm cool to buy another Varsity Red White Air Max 1 if there's a new date on it or something, a little tweak. So I, I, I'm right there with you, man. I love my... And I think uh, Russ said it during sneaker conversations or somebody, but like, if you have a... Like the Air Max 1, for example, I wear mine only when it's nice days so like only in like the summertime and not very often because i don't want to mess them up like i like that shoe a lot they look super good if i knew i could get a pair every five years i would wear my pair like it's meant to be worn for five years and then buy another one yeah so that'd be perfect this the scarcity it hurts not being able to acquire shoe and it hurts trying to acquire it in terms of like resale spikes but it also hurts when you own it and you're like afraid to fucking wear it. It's like I try to hold no fee like if I own a shoe, like it should be ready within reason at all times. I'm not gonna go wear an all white suede shoe in the dead of winter when there's snow and slush out. That's just stupid planning. That's just poor yeah. planning. But like if it's <laughs> reasonably nice out yeah, I mean if it's reasonably nice out, I wanna wear that shoe and if somebody on the sidewalk steps on it, shit happens. Like you're yeah. wearing it. Like it's a shoe. Get over yourself. Yeah. So that was a really long tangent. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot off of it. Uh, I'm gonna hit it with one Jordan, and then I'm gonna pass it over to row it. This is just on the top of my little feed, and I've been on the fence about it since I first saw pictures. It's the Patina Jordan One OG High. So th- th- there's a couple things going on with this shoe. There's the heel that kind of looks like the Shadow One. There's the, the, I believe it's called foxing or the, the wings area. So the yeah. toe box up to the wing, up through the eyelets and the swoosh, kind of that bronzy color reminds me of like the wings Jordan one. Yeah. 
yeah. from a couple of years ago. And then you have like the stitched on Nike Air on the tongue, like the biohacks. So a couple styles going on here. I think it doesn't work. Like this is definitely one I'll be helping the Discord people with if they want it. But are you guys feeling this like it's kind of like a Frankenstein Jordan one? Yeah. What do you guys think about it? I'll go ahead, Roy. Look, you had a thought. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say this. I'm reading an article about it, and the first word that comes in this article that hit a light bulb in my head, so to speak, is the fact that this seems to be the Jordan 1 identity crisis because there's a lot going on and the shoe doesn't really know what story to tell. That being said, there is a certain quality to it that I'm sure in the right fit would make the shoe pop, but it's not necessarily for me just because I think there's a little too much going on even for me, the fan of the mismatched shoe, but more power to you if anybody likes that. Mike, how about you? Uh, I will go ahead and gladly take your entries. I just need one pair because I... Oh, you Robbie knows I this. got you. I yeah. got you. Robbie already knows you. I'm a big fan of the shadow. And uh, I've just been reluctant to spend $500 on a pair of Jordan 1s. I just can't justify it because there's literally no technology in it. But this is just one step closer because I need these and I need to shadow 2.0s and I can be done with Jordan 1s for a good while. Um, but I like them. I just like kind of that. I, I like weird stuff. You guys know me. And it's just, I like how it has a shadow back and he has that you know, the quote unquote patina, even though I think that a true patina really doesn't happen that much on a black leather shoe, but that's just me. So they could have probably chose a different name, but I don't know. I, I'm cool with it. I, I like it a lot. Perfect. You have my entry. Yes. That's a, that's why I'm happy. We have different people here because I have shadows. So I'm like, oh, I don't need another shoe with this shadow back. But if you don't like I, that, it's good. That's good insight to know that that tickles the fancy if you don't have a pair of shadows fancy tickled <laughs> fancy tickled baby but like the patina i mean call me stupid and i don't want to google it what is patina like the it's not rick patina is it no no it's like the yellowing of leather so say you have a a good example of that picture of the the metallic navy uh jordan ones i posted how they yeah. typically are all white. Now they're starting to turn off white and there's different places of like just changing of colors just basically from being worn and being out in the elements. So from okay. my understanding, patina is just like just kind of a, just an aging process almost. A natural aging. If I'm wrong, y'all let me know in the comments, but I think that's right. No, as you guys were talking about it, I was the smart ass that decided to Google what is patina and according Thank to God. the Oxford Dictionary, it is the green or brown film on the surface of bronze or similar metals produced by oxidation over a long time. So to your point, Mike, it's definitely some sort of aging effect. And the Google images that kind of come across with that definition hint on a nice mint green as well, but I don't see that. But I definitely see the fact that this is going to be very bronze. So maybe as the shoe gets older, there's a little minty green surprise for all of us that decide to purchase for the sneaker. So would we say the Statue of Liberty is a product of patina? That is, because yeah. that's the next yeah. thing in the Google Images is the fact that we've got Lady Liberty herself, yeah. and it says right next to it that this is an example of patina because there are that kind of orange splotchiness on the actual statue mm -hmm. itself is a fine definition and example of patina. Yes, I believe smart. in the Statue of Liberty's cases, you can call it funky gold patina. Oh. oh. If that doesn't yeah. get a review, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care what Funky you say about it. I want a review on that. <laughs> I, 
this is and like I said, I don't want to toot our own horn, but toot motherfucking toot the wordplay on that, Robbie. Well done, sir. Well done. Take I a try. lap. The Peloton Dawn wins again. Yeah, of course. Peloton Poppy. Uh so from there, <laughs> let's go oh, go ahead, Robbie. No. I was just going to say this because we talked from one Jordan to another. The next Jordan we were looking at for our tasting menu today was the Jordan 5 Stealth. And this is based on a pair that was dropped in 2006. Although it isn't exactly a one-of-one reissue. They were saying that they've kind of mixed and matched some of the colorways from that. So my ask to both of you first, and I guess I'll go to you, Robbie. What are your thoughts on this? I am very interested. I have always thought the Stealth... Jordan 5 was super good. I still think it's super good. I like this. I don't think I like it more than the original Stealth. The Stealth OG, I believe, had more gray on it, and the blue was a little bit of a different color. But, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I just don't have time to mix another pair of fives into my rotation right now. Uh, It's just the materials... Leather-wise, on Jordan 5s have been bad for a long time. I want to say years, going close on a half decade, where I see the leather on my foot, and I'm like, eh, just, <laughs> it looks plasticky. The blue's a little too light. The Pardon me. So the gray was a little darker on the original. There was blue on the flames on the midsole. Now it's kind of like a darker, blackish-looking spiel i just i like them but just not enough like they they are in the they're in that gray area for me where like these they're reverse grapes um there's been a couple fives i've released over the past three to four years where i'm like damn i wish i would have bought those but then i realized i didn't want to buy them at full price the first time so I'm not going to buy them on resale, it's fair. but just they're clean. They're it's a really really good looking pair of Jordans. Just not. I have too many shoes already. Yeah, I mean, I think pre Last Dance, these things would be sitting on the shelf because the reissue of the Black Metallic Five set on shelves in 2016. So I don't, I don't see anything special about. It. I'm not. There's, there's nothing wrong with them. I'm, I I am kind of biased because I'm not a huge Five fan. But I feel like these are just really plain, which is again nothing wrong with that. If you like a predominantly, you know, clean white shoe, little little splash of color here and there, this is for you. But to make me buy a five, it has to be a black metallic. It has to be a grape. I can't just do this knowing I don't like the five that much. So I hope that people who want them get them because again, I would say, what two years ago, you see these on the shelf for one forty nine, with the little blue tag at finish line or whatever tag they put on at Foot Locker. Yeah, I mean, to echo the sentiments of my two co-hosts, it is a very clean shoe, it is a very nice shoe, but it's not for me, because I'm a sloppy, sloppy man that gets stains on everything, and I wouldn't want to besmirch this pair, but more power to anybody that wants them. It's also a little blandish for me, because I just think there's too much white, and the lining near the tongue of it is a little mismatched, because I think either go black or go blue, and I get that's not the whole stealth story, but it's just not for me. Yeah. I didn't notice that just now. To to word play on of, off of row it, it could stand to be a little smurfed. Yeah. Needs a little more blue. Yeah. Little, exactly. A little more blue. Yeah. Um, well, who is this? Smurfed, they're super cool. Uh, I can... Was it Gargamel? Yeah, pick pick a lane. Either go Gargamel yeah. or go full smurf. 
<laughs> I can really see somebody with a, a nice pair of khakis, maybe, maybe some mid socks, and these stealths killing it. But just yeah. Oh, not. I'll do not you one better. Me. There is a middle school cool teacher that is going to dominate oh, the yeah. school year wearing this shoe with those aforementioned khakis. So I'm here for that because we here at Sneaker History always like to celebrate education, especially for the littles out there. But this is ultimately not for us hood rats like Robbie, Mike, and myself. <laughs> Dude, I, I just had khakis. a flashback. I just had a flashback because in middle school, we had to wear uniforms, either khaki pants and a white polo or navy pants and a white polo or some variation of blue polo. And this is something that every kid who could afford Jordans would have had on with their uniform because it literally went with it. So this is perfect for a middle school teacher or a middle school kid, whatever one floats sure. your <laughs> There we go. Alrighty, uh, then the next Jordan we have in the month of March is the Air Jordan 9 Change the World. This is a pair exclusively for women based on the article that I'm reading. And I think this is, an, again, one of those mismatched pairs that I think all of us would probably hope to see in a men's colorway somewhere down the line, but maybe it's not going to happen. But it's a nice shoe. I think if I had to pick a Jordan from this particular month of the three that we mentioned, this would be the shoe I would possibly cop. But Mike, what about you? What do you think of the Change the World 9s? I'm not a nine guy, but with that being said, if I saw these in an outlet, I think my wife would like these. So I would, if I found them in a, an outlet, a decent price, I definitely would snag them for. Her. But me personally, I'm just not a, I'm just not a nine guy. But they're nice. I really like this. It's probably one of the nicer nines I've seen come out in a, in a long time. They are perfect for my friends' daughters and sons who are under the age of fourteen. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not everybody who buys shoes is 32. Yeah. So it's like, they're, they're not for me. It's a great shoe for kids, women. Um, I don't it, it, am, am I sexist if I think that I don't see like a grown woman wearing these? I, I, I Maybe it's the colors. I just think kids, right? I, I think it's one or, of ones you have to hold in hand because I can see, I can see a, an adult female wearing these. I just, I feel like some things you have to hold in hand and the picture being so small, it looks just... It gives you kid shoe vibes looking at it. It's one of the things you have to see in person and, and just seeing the colors and stuff. Seems like a good spring shoe, something ladies would wear out to, see, you know, when the world opens up and have a, you know, Sunday brunch or whatever it may be. I see somebody wearing these to AAU practice and they have their Jordan 35s in hand and they're going to split these off and put on the 35s. <laughs> just like, but it, it's, yeah, it, for my eyes, it's a kid shoe. Not even specifically women's, boy or girl. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kid. I was going to say, this is, Mike mentioned brunch. I'm going to go with a gender reveal. Like, I feel like this is a good gender reveal circuit shoe where yeah, we're going to see a lot of it would be. sneaker heads and their significant others probably wearing this shoe to commemorate what is obviously a very key and pivotal moment in a lot of couples' lives. So once again, mazel tov to you, Mike. And one thing I will say about this is the fact that I ha we all have friends that are women because we're all modern men. And I've always kind of been educated on the fact that there are certain Jordans that the fairer sex tend to respond more to. The threes, the ones are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. But I never thought the nines were something that resonated with the ladies. Am I wrong in that assumption? Or are the nines considered one of those shoes that the girls can kind of class up even more than what the shoe already is? I just think the nines are smaller sizes. <laughs> yeah, I can't answer it. But I, yeah, I know. So. Britt, her one of her favorite shoes is the question, and that's a bulkier shoe. And she liked the 
LeBron. Oh my God, the soldier with the straps across the top. So she likes basketball yeah. shoes when she does put on a pair of shoes. So it makes more sense for her, but I think it's on a per person basis. And, and I, and I think just a nine to me, if you're not, you know, Michael Jordan, I think, and a normal person wearing a sneaker looks better on a smaller foot because it's just a lot of shoe. So kids and for women, sure. I think have a better chance of looking decent in a nine than, you know, a size, a men's size, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13. Again, if you're not an NBA player. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to leave that open for our, for our lady listeners. Repeat. What do you guys think Let about the know. nine? I would, I would assume it's a little bulky, like Mike was just saying, but I don't know. Who's to say? To each their own, man. All right. So should we use this opportunity then to jump over the jump, man, and go to the Yeezys next that are coming out in this kind of weird March-April border? We can do so because Kanye said, hey, Air Max Day, I don't care about you. Because on the 26th, he's releasing two colors of the Foam Runner which is a $75 piece of plastic or foam that will resell for $800. And I'm still thoroughly confused. Um, I think my interest has been peaked. I just want to put my foot in one and give it back to the owner. But, I mean, it's the MXT Moon Gray. And I think, I want to say Jock did a video about releases and talked about that one. MXT is apparently, when he looks it up, as some kind of military off-road vehicle or some kind of color for granted something like that and then he's re-releasing this i guess this one's sand or i don't know if it's the same color as initial release but it's just two sandal things look like a coral reef <laughs> are you They're guys fire. are you trying are you trying to get one robbie if if i could get my hand on it i would absolutely buy a pair like the the mxt moon gray yeah, that's fire. It's it's just so fucking weird. It works. It it looks like I'm stepping into a hollowed out water type Pokemon, like the dead corpse of a water Pokemon. R.I.P. R.I.P. Squirtle. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm thinking more like a lantern. If you want to go like Gen two Pokemon, or, <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. Uh, this looks like a War Turtle's ear. Myself. Yeah. Holy yeah, crap! It does. The little sideways on. <laughs> It's I mean, so it's so out there, man. It works. I feel like it does work. And it's no, I was just gonna say this. I'm with Robbie. It's such a not an ugly shoe, but a unique shoe. And I do want to have a pair just for the looks that it may or may not get when you're wearing it. But if I had to pick between one of the two colorways, I'd probably go with the sand because I think that's a little more understated, which would highlight the weird architecture of the shoe itself. But yeah, yeah it is a unique shoe. I can't wait to see this go for a thousand dollars and then me just sigh my head and proceed to yell at a cloud and asking what the hell is wrong with today's youth what? but who knows god i think i might try now you guys have kind of convinced me because i've i've been on the fence i think it's a terribly ugly shoe i won't ever change that but i feel like it's comfortable something tells me it's like one of the most comfortable things you could put your foot in so i guess let me ask you gentlemen this then is proper procedure to wear socks with this or no are we going sockless Oh, I feel like sock game has to be on point with these. Like, you get the craziest socks, tie-dyes, whatever you can do. You, you have to put socks on with this, right? I'm going barefoot because I feel like the ventilation is going to keep them from stinking up something nasty. See, I heard they so, smell That's what I was already. thinking. I don't know. Oh, 
I mean, it's you know a what? Let's compromise. I'll wear a sock on the left, and I'll keep my right foot bare, and then we'll just see what feels better. There we go. Do some field testing. Well, yep. I guess I'll try. Seventy-five bucks. What's the worst that could happen? I don't get it. Right. Only seventy-five bucks. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's so dumb. It's eight hundred dollars when you resell them. Damn. Dude, seventy-five dollars. You can buy two pairs if you were that lucky for less than a Jordan one. But it's also it's it's not a shoe. It's a it's a mock. It's, it's a, a sandal. Slip or on. It's right, a right. yeah. Use this shoe to buy yourself a PlayStation Five. Yeah, I was like, I can buy a couple, wear them, spray them down, put them back in the box, very near DS. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to lie. So I've had my eyes on these Gucci slides, these rubber Gucci slides for a hot minute. And they're just like, the reason why I haven't bought them yet, because I feel really stupid spending $380 on a pair of rubber slides. But they're Gucci, uh, so it's tight. But it's like, I would much rather have these for 75 than a Gucci pair for 380 Yeah, you can get your return on investment way more on these if you get sick of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I would never let these go. I would, I would wear them all the time either. But these, these are, these are a, a moment in footwear. Yeah, definitely a moment. They most certainly are. All right. For so moving on like with this. the barrage of Yeezys, because if you guys have noticed, he's been putting out a shoe looks like every other day, and this does not fail for the end of March because on three twenty seven, the day following Air Max Day, we're going to get the next installment of the Yeezy seven hundred V three. The Kyanite, I don't know if it is a, uh, Kanye has found a new rock and named it after himself, but, uh, it just looks like a... Smoking that Kyanite. He, he might be smoking wrong. Allegedly. But it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> but it's a combination of, looks like the alien and then that blue, I don't remember the blue color they had, but if there was an all blue one, then the alien pair looks like they just had a baby and we have this, which... I like the 300, or I'm sorry, the 700 V3. Uh, cool looking shoes, just almost impossible to get your hands on unless it's that clay brown one. But all the other ones are just impossible to get your get, get in hand. So. Yeah, I, I'd rather have the Quantums or I do love the Quantums. Th th than these. I mean, the Quantum silhouette, whatever the silhouette's called. Yeah. Uh, I don't like this. The the 700 V3 doesn't do it for me. The V2, okay. V1 is the best. V3 is, I, I mean, I just, so Martian Manhunter, it gives me like Martian Manhunter skin vibes, right? See, I like thought Alien, alien like the Xeno, whatever, Xenomorph. Xenomorph. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I was I thinking know, more American Gangster Blue Magic, because when I actually looked up what Kyanite is, it's a crystal. And it's oh. specifically good for opening up your throat chakra, encouraging communication and self-expression, and it cuts through fears and blockages, helping to speak one's truth. And if that isn't the most Kanye West sentence I've ever read on this podcast, I don't know what else would be. But I, I like that. the shoe. I think it's a simple <laughs> shoe. Not going to pay over retail for it, but hey, man, more power to you. Let, let this shoe unlock your truths, fellow sneaker history listeners. Yeah. And people didn't notice. He dropped the price of the 700 V1s and V2s, but you raised the price on this one by 20 bucks. So sneaky, sneaky Kanye. I see what you did there. The man's going through some things, Michael. Hey, everyone, I've, I've seen a lot of the sneaker community really kind of poke fun at that, which is kind of jacked up. That's a hard time in someone's life. But they've called all these, uh, all these are the, uh, like his divorce payments, basically. All his lawyer fees, how he's paying them is by releasing all these shoes. So kind of jacked up, but kind of funny at the same time. 
don't know. I like to think that Kanye knew that Kim has like there's prenups there. He, he, oh, he's dude. gonna be all right. He just came out with an article and people that between his deal with Gap and his Yeezy deal, he's worth six billion dollars between the two. Yeah, I, he having an emotional time right now, but his pockets are right. Yeah. I mean, he correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but wasn't he the most prominent uh advocator, so to speak, for prenups and gold digger? Because of the fact that yeah. I think that's probably the most well known advocacy for signing a prenup. Because we want prenup. We want prenup. Yeah. Yeah. He was about that life before he got he was like leave your ass, you're gonna leave with half. Eighteen years, Mike. Eighteen years. Oh, he All got right. eighteen years plus what, four? Like our times four? I'm sorry. But, hit, uh, it, hit us his, with that last one. Last one's going to be a desert boot, which I think is about three months too late. But, hey, save it for next winter, next fall. But it's the taupe blue, and taupe has been the color of choice for Jordan brand, Adidas. Everybody looking to sell a sneaker right now. So we're sticking with that trend. And I, this is actually kind of cool. I like how it has the uh, all taupe upper. with looks like it's been dipped in blue on the uh, midsole and outsole. And it comes out on the 29th, so two days after the... Uh, the, the V3, so keeping that trend up. It's a soothing blue. Yeah, and maybe it's, it's a nice right? pair to the V3 we just talked about, but I don't know. I think there's a little too much going on, and I'm not really a boot guy, so I'll pass on this one. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, it's a hard pass for me. I think this... <laughs> once you made that shoe a mid, let alone a boot, it was, it was a hard pass for yeah, me. Yeah, so this one... Yeah, it looks like this is another version of the 500. It's that 500 upper, but it doesn't have that same 500 mid bottom. He's gone straight all terrain on this one. So it's very interesting. Yeah. The, there's two variants. So there's the high with, like you just said, the 500 traditional tooling. And then there's this boot, which is, yeah. Yeah. yeah stomp somebody out with that. <laughs> stomp out all the the bad vibes and open up your throat with the Kaizi, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, just it's it's um it's just more stuff, right? Yeah. These Kanye releases, it's just stuff. A lot of stuff, man. I gotta say that for a lot if, of all the stuff. A lot, of, a lot of it's just like we're just filling up time and space with just things. I'm like, can you give me besides that Jordan one that I like? I mean, if I didn't get it, I wouldn't be heartbroken. A lot, nothing here is like I have to have it. Like nothing. Hmm. I mean, I, think I have that's... to have the bacon, and that's it. I no, I was I just think... gonna say this. I think that's a sign of maturity that it's just this is truly a young person's game. There isn't something that I'm like I would push my own grandmother over to get that particular shoe. But yeah, I mean I do support Robbie's bacon habit. So anything I can do to further facilitate that because it is a tasty meat and Robbie's a tasty person. So there you go. We're both salty. But, uh, <laughs> that was a good look at what's coming out throughout the end of March into April. If there's anything you're particularly looking forward to, drop us a review, send us a DM, find us at Sneaker History, join the Patreon, all of that good stuff. But above all, thanks for chatting with us or listening to us chat for the last hour. We appreciate each and every one of you. I'm Robbie. You can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. Mike, where can they find you? Yeah, man. Find me on Sneaker History. Find me at MadWatcher789 on IG and Twitter. And on YouTube, find me at Mike Gillery. Rowett, where can they find you, buddy? I'm at RowettM13 on Instagram and at Roheasy on Twitter. So thank you, everyone. Killer. 
Well, thanks, everybody, and have a good day. Take it easy. See you, everybody. Hey, y'all. Nick Ingvall here. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a portion of your week hanging with us, and if there are any ways that we can improve the podcast for you, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory and join us for as little as 5 bucks a month. That also gets you access to our Discord group, which is a lot of fun. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. We just started uploading our videos there now, so you can watch the video version of the pod and a lot more. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. It's a small gesture that can go a really long way to making somebody's day a little bit better. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.